Hi everyone, welcome back to Arthritis at Home. I'm super happy to be here with someone I feel very privileged to call not only a, a longtime volunteer colleague, but also a dear friend of mine, Kelly English. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Cheryl, it's so good to see you. Kelly English is a person who's been living with rheumatoid arthritis. I would say she's experienced uh, with the disease and uh, certainly has a wealth of, of perspective and views and we think some very helpful tips um, for you watching. Uh, she has been a longtime volunteer with Arthritis Research Canada. She has been both a member and a past co-chair of the Arthritis Patient Advisory Board. Yes. We want to start by talking about how you've specifically managed your rheumatoid arthritis during uh, the pandemic and, and during all these restrictions that have been set out uh, by health officials that have affected the care that you have or perhaps have not received. Cheryl, I'm gonna come across as being a really Pollyanna in a way. Um, COVID has been really good for me in, in all ways. Um, there are a couple things that are kind of upsetting. One of the important things is I've learned to uh, schedule myself a little bit differently go easy on myself. I think sometimes we're really too hard on ourselves. Um, and so I've kind of rediscovered Kelly um, in a way. So for example, now I have this marvelous routine that's helped me. Uh, and I hope that it might help others because we've got another year at least of this. I get up in the morning, I do my usual stretching because that's the only way I get out of bed. I've had RA for 24 years, and I've also got neuropathic damage as well from a med side effect. So that changes things. As well, I am not just immune compromised, as so many of us are, I also have an immune deficiency. I turn on my computer, go to the bathroom, stay in my pajamas, and then I do kind of the mental part of my day. So I do my jigsaw puzzles, I do wordscape or, you know, some kind of word game. And then I do my strengthening exercises. Um, that has changed a little bit. And I'm a very social person. So at the beginning, this was a little hard on me. So I'll do that. And then I always plan two things in my day. And planning has been one of these things that I've talked to a lot of people. And they put it aside as opposed to, I've embraced it. Yeah. So I do a little inside work, maybe some quilting. Um, I do a little outside work, being my bookkeeping. And then outside the house, I mean. And then one more thing I will do is I take it outside. And I'm very lucky I don't have to get into an elevator. I step outside my door. I have actually been building retaining walls, building garden walls that were all rotted. I live in an 80-year-old house. There's always stuff to do, but this time I've done it. And I've done 10 minutes of a time of real strengthening stuff. So I pounded rebar a little bit, a lot actually. I've painted my deck. I've I've done stuff outside, but also done things that have strengthened my RA. Yeah. Uh, because they're a lot more exciting than doing strengthening, just strengthening. I mean, totally. If you can increase the sort of difficulty of your own daily activities that end up in a nice garden wall, why not? Well, how has your care from the healthcare system changed? How have you adapted to that? 
That has been amazing, Cheryl. Um, I feel so confident in our, our healthcare system. Uh, the, I've had to have a couple appointments with my doctor. They've been online, yeah, uh, including with my rheumatologist. Luckily, I can do my hack at home. Um, I've accessed the Arthritis Research Canada um, new platform that people can test out of Linda Lee's. I could do my hack there. That's health assessment questionnaire. Exactly. Yeah. And even things like, how has your health affected you this week? Can you lift up a 10-pound bag of sugar that's above your head, not upon your life? Um, but I've been able to also do my depression tests and see where I am. Um, how's my mood changed? My sleeping more often? You know, how's that affecting me, which is really important in COVID? Now, this is now accessible to everybody. I sprained my wrist. Um, we did that all by internet, and I had to go in for an x-ray. Uh, our health system is amazing. It hasn't stopped. Um, and with my immune deficiency, same thing. I go once a month to St. Paul's. That could not stop. I feel really comfortable going into the hospital. Yeah, you know, and that's, I can tell you, not been the case for some of our fellow patients across the country. So you've maintained your appointments both online, you've entered the healthcare system sporadically to look after more urgent uh, needs. Um, have you maintained your monthly or, or bi-monthly, however frequently you have them, blood tests? Absolutely. Okay. These, these are really important during COVID. And I have to stress to everybody, this is not the time to take yourself off meds. Yeah. This is not the time to change it. It never is without, you know, um, approval of your doctor. Yeah, I mean, but obviously everybody is a snowflake. Um, and it's a good message that if you're thinking about doing something like that, always consult with your rheumatologist for sure, your care team if it's some other uh, type of therapy that you've been engaged in and is working. It's but I think, I think Kelly, people were afraid, people are afraid um, to go out and get uh, their regular blood tests and things well, like that. In some provinces, uh, they actually weren't allowed to do it. And so this is a real problem. And well, people feel not, not monitored, which is an issue as well. Cheryl, if I can share with you how an appointment's been, yeah. especially at the beginning going into the hospital, I was scared. Um, but they phone you the night before, they ask you all the questions. Yeah. Um, are you okay? Are you not okay? They greet you at the door with more hand sanitizer. Uh, you're masked, they're masked. You go upstairs to the IV room. I was all by myself in that okay. lovely room in St. Paul's, which was spotless. There are no extra things anywhere that anyone wow. touch. And this goes for lab too. When you've gone into those appointments, have they recommended that you take that you change your clothes immediately when you get home? No, they haven't. Um, okay, they haven't. Um, and but, some places have, so I'm just curious to know what you've encountered. I haven't uh, had to go into the healthcare system. I like you, I've had my the few appointments that I've had to have online, and I've been very happy with them. Um, I hypothesize that the conversation's probably even better online because I love online, yeah, because you feel less threatened and, and maybe a bit more willing to ask 
sort of tougher questions or all the questions. And I know we've had quite a number of our members, Kelly, say that they felt sort of, they felt that the, that their physician wasn't so focused on doing things to them rather than listening to them. Cheryl, I have to say I agree. Yeah. I did, but the other thing too is you're not waiting around in a room. I think we're already in phase three. Absolutely. In British Columbia, which means people are traveling more, you know, actually traveling, like they're going, I know you have Absolutely. family, for example, over in Victoria. Have you been yet to visit or what's your plan? And what do you think, what are you thinking through if it is in your future to go pay a family visit? What are you going to do to get ready for that? I've already started, Cheryl. Okay. I started going out into the world a little bit more. I've gone to a couple of restaurants. Oh. Um, and I felt 100% confident. Um, so that was my start of things, was finding a few places that weren't quite so busy, just feeling comfortable leaving my house in my yard. Um, so the next step is, as you know, I have three grandchildren in Victoria. And my other one is my son in, in Pender on Pender Island. Yeah. And I miss them. I've never gone four months ever in my life without them. So what I'm preparing for is I, I've checked out ferry systems. I will stay in my car on the ferries. Okay. Uh, that is a definite. Um, I won't have my son pick me up. Um, I will stay in my car. We will not go out to restaurants there because I want to protect them as well as my son. Sure. My other son has two kids, they're back at daycare. Uh, I've listened to their routine, I'm feeling better. Uh, but again, I will take my car over. Yeah. I will not combine the two trips. Um, I, I thought about it, but I won't. And we'll have a picnic out in their backyard. Yeah. At the moment, I'm not really feeling comfortable with being there all day. Yeah. And overnight. Yeah. Uh, um, and I know it's going to be hard for me not to hug them, but they're just a little bit too in the, in the middle of it. Yeah. My sister is I'm going over, is going through a few health challenges. I'm not going to bring germs to her. Yeah. Be really, really careful. Yeah, you know, it is really that um, all for one, one for all mentality, isn't it? Absolutely. When you're talking about going on the ferry and staying in your car, so some things obviously make sure you've got water, some snacks, uh, obviously anything that you might need in the way of creature comforts that you would normally have up in the ferry cafeteria or whatever. Um, make sure that your uh, devices are all charged, fully charged. Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. bad at that. <laughs> yeah. You know, download a movie to watch on the ferry over. So, you know, find things probably uh, that you can do in your car um, that make it a bit less, you know, dungeon-like. Because once you're in the bowels of the boat, you're sort oh. of, it's dark and... But it's good uh, viewing uh, environment for, for films and things. But hey, Cheryl, I, yeah. I think we prepared for all this, or I have. Yeah. You still need to keep this no sorry for me thing. You have yeah. to like you. You have to be ready for this. And you can't be scared. Yeah. Respect, yeah. but not scared. Yeah. And which is difficult to do, uh, Kelly. You know... There are a lot of people in our community 
who are underserved. Uh, they are definitely battling uh, racism in the healthcare system. You. You know if you were to like close your eyes and reflect, Kelly, on the last four months and what you see is go forward over the next, you know, maybe the balance of the summer, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. What are the things, what are gonna be your pillars? What are the things you hang on to or stand on to continue to do well through COVID? Um, if I might say, quote Dr. Henry, be calm. Be calm. Find yourself a little bit of calmness somewhere. Yeah. And this applies to Indigenous, Black Life Matters, whatever. I've had to turn off my social media, my Twitter, um, because I wasn't calm. I was listening to these people. So find a little calm. Do whatever you have to do. Go for a minute if that's all it takes. Um, find something within you that you like. What do you like doing? What do you like best? Find something within yourself. Yeah. A tiny little bit. Like, I sing well. Even if it's, even if, or I like singing even better. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether someone likes it. So dig deep um, and be calm and continue to like yourself. Be calm about your appointments. Ask them what they're doing. Don't be afraid to say, I'm not comfortable right now going in to have a lab test. Yeah. What can we do to make that more comfortable? Everybody is so amazing out there. Yeah. When I came in for my um, IV, uh, they were fully gowned with face shields. Yeah. And just putting the IV into my face, I felt like I was in the middle of space. I mean, <laughs> I'm gowned, they're gowned, like complete. Yeah. And there was nothing in the room. Yeah. Uh, so see what this is like. Ask them. Uh, but the other thing too is we know that we need to hold back on some things in the sense of orthopedic surgery yeah and it can be really hard you know to know that your knee is to the end of its life what's your risk infection and maybe less time in the hospital versus trying to strengthen up that knee and strengthening up your lungs you and I went into this for the same reason, to help other people, to give some of my confidence and some of the things that you and I have done to someone because I was there. I was not always like this. I have the depressions. I have the lows. Yeah. I still have the lows and the highs, but I can get out of them faster. And that's because of news um, like what you give us. And... That's the reason I work with these researchers at Arthritis Research Canada, uh, and they haven't stopped. If they could make this go away, um, oh, they would make it go away. Our frontline workers are our heroes today. They are our frontline soldiers fighting against this enemy, which is a virus, and they need our help. They need our help individually. They need our community help. Um, and I think that's what's so amazing about some of these projects that have started up or, or morphed, Kelly, if I could use that term, into a project that's going to look more specifically about what's happening to chronic disease patients with um, experiencing COVID. What are some of the things you think we can do together versus individually? Be calm, be kind, be 
kind to yourself, be kind to us and learn to relax. Yeah. Learn to bundle up your problems and throw them away for an hour. Um, a lot of people are hurting financially. Um, then people like myself, I've got the same income, but a little bit more. I've managed to stay working my little part-time jobs. Uh, yes, that's not something I want to worry about. I could, I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, and there are other things that just put away for an hour. And I think that's really important. And sometimes you need to turn off social media. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. So wound up, especially with Twitter and um, the American news stations right now. I can't do it. Yeah. It, I cannot listen to what's happening there. And I feel so sorry for our patients down in the States because I know you have a lot of listeners. And well, followers. we have tons of members from the States. Yeah. And, yeah. I think the main thing is, uh, I like the decal message for sure. Dr. Bonnie Henry, um, we're really blessed to have had really strong public health leadership, not just in British Columbia, but I think um, uh, Dr. Teresa Tam has done a great job as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. And, and others across the country. So, Kelly, I cannot thank you enough for not just being my friend and my great um, arthritis uh, colleague, uh, always willing to pitch in, always willing to share, always positive, um, always thoughtful, always caring, all, almost always calm. I've seen you not calm. <laughs> no, I'm not always calm. But you're all of those things I think that, um, you know, we so need to hear about and from. If I can just say to all your, to your listeners. Yeah. This will be over one day. Yeah. And because of this, we're going to be stronger. We've learned how to switch gears. Look at how fast you guys switched gears. I was so proud of you oh. with your, your Zoom. And all the skills that we have learned, we're going to be stronger. Thank you so much, uh, dear friend. I wish you well. Be safe. Um, and I can't wait to have uh, another chat with you maybe a bit further on into the reopening. And we'll hear how you're Hear how your virtual hugs have gone with your uh, lovely grandchildren and your own children. That's going to be hard. You're going to hear that I did break down and give them a hug. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> Thank you again, Cheryl. Thank you. Okay. And everyone out there, be safe. We'll see you next time.